for all the viewers and listeners, uh, today we have Ken Swift, the Prince, aka the Blueprint, the most influential man in breaking and b-boying. And man, uh, thank you so much for your time. And I'm extremely honored, man. Appreciate your words, bro. The last time I seen you was in around 2013. You throw ride the brakes in Kona, Hawaii. A uh, long, long ways away from from New York, where you're originally from, um, but I'm sure you've you've been all around the world with breaking and and Hawaii's no different from from that and your lifestyle, like being there and and all that. But you have a connection to to the Big Island, which holds deep in my my heart and my soul, because that's that's where I'm from, man. Um, and it's incredible that that you do have that connect with the Big Island. But yeah, I mean, so last time I seen you. Was at that jam, your jam, Ride the Breaks. Uh, I got to kick it with you a little bit. We jumped off some rocks. And, uh, yeah, I got some island activities in. That was super awesome, man. Um, but from 2013 until now, what have you been up to, man? Well, you know, the, the, the beginning of uh, around 2010 was, uh, you know, the, I mean, actually, from 06 to – to like last to ninety to last to nineteen to twenty nineteen, wow! It was just a, it was nonstop. Like I was teaching, you know, every year. I people kept booking me, and I was like, "What? Okay, I'll go." You know, so I was very busy for ten straight years, almost like just going, doing tons and tons of educational outreach work, structuring my CV, doing all these really interesting things that I wanted to lean you know, manifest this direction of edu education a little bit more than I, than uh, not just teaching um, the actual breaking of the movement, but I wanted to lecture. I wanted to dig more into the deeper sides of each of the elements rather than tell the story of the history, talk about the art behind it and what, what the things that you won't read about in books regarding the, they say, aesthetics of, of writing or, or dancing. So I wanted to really dig into that and it, and it, you know, it opened itself up when I ended up, we ended up moving out to LA. Um, and uh, I had a couple of people that gave me some good opportunities. So I, I, you know, was blessed to be able to be a part of the university system out here. I taught four semesters, two at UCR Riverside. I, wow. taught, I taught two at UCLA spring semesters. And uh, it was a really good, really, really good experience for me to really take a step back and look at the way I wanted to present my kind of like story of, of, of my artistic journey. One and of the most important stories. Yeah. And at the same time, really talk about... Um, you know, like I said, those things, you know, working with, with people, you know, you could say uh, hip hop culture is four elements. That's, we could just really surface level that. But what do you know about each of these elements? And why are these elements so interesting in the, in the way they work with each other? And did you ever ask yourself, how does, how does writing culture really reflect on me as a dancer? Because how, how does the music affect the way I paint? So a lot of these different questions, these are really, really good things for me uh, I thought that would be good to explore with younger people to open their minds up to the potential, not only just one movement or ear potential or writing potential, but a potential to utilize all four of those elements to really enhance the creative journey. That's so important. Um, I came up on Rocksteady in the mid 90s and the jams that I would go to, specifically the ones that I think I... I started right around when Rock City Hawaii, uh, the chapter over there was was just starting. 
So we did have presence from you guys there in the mid nineties as well. And I remember jams going like, okay, so, you know, obviously the cipher, the actual battle, but there would be panels that would talk about just that right there. So, so when I came up, um, there would be a panel educating and it sounds like that's what you're doing now on, on a grander level at the university level mm-hmm. with academics, which is incredible. That's, I mean, I'm scratching my head every time. I'm like, what? I didn't even really finish school. I was touring when I was 16. I had to get a tutor on tour with Rocksteady. I mean, all this to unfold the way it did, it's kind of surreal. But at the same time, I get it. I mean, uh, the university system uh, values life experience. So, you know, I was able to get in without the specific credentials, you know, but uh, as an expert of, of what I do in my art form. Yeah. I mean, books, books is history, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if we turn to, if we look at something like science, which is a big part of our whole understanding of life, it's not, I mean, there's history to it that helps build a foundational understanding, but it's something that isn't strict, right? And when you say experience, you've been like actually in the scientific process for decades beyond anybody, um, that I personally know. I... I've been breaking for 25 years. And when I say it, it sounds like a long time, but I need to remind myself. And, and when I speak to people like you, I remember, I'm pretty sure when I met you in 95, you were uh, in your stage in the whole process of movement uh, as an artist, probably where I am, where I stand today, 25 years in the game. You, you started in uh, the 70s? 78. Yeah. 78? I was already oh. about 16, 78, 88, 98. Yeah, almost 20 years in at that time. Wow, man. Um, circling back real quick, I do want to touch on that, man, because I feel like it's very important. Um, there is a bigger connection to and with everything that's going on today with big competitions, uh, with the introduction of the Olympics. Um, there's, there's a disconnect and there's a dissonance I feel with a lot of people within supporting it a hundred percent. And I feel like the, the main thing that a lot of people are apprehensive about is that side, the artistic or what would be considered the essence of it. There's a lot of athletics involved in just one element, but like you said, there's three other elements and I did come up around that and it was commonly practiced to, to do. And then, I mean, obviously it's, it's difficult, there are those rare breeds that are good in all four elements and you see it in their dance for sure. Um, It's a generational thing and it got lost for sure. But now that you are teaching it, um, what's your take on that as the culture grows on the big, big scale with the introduction of the Olympics and just on the world scene? I know it's nothing new, the world scene. You've been traveling the world for decades, but what's the importance of that? You're teaching in the universities. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, look, it, first of all, the, these are opportunities. They're giving me a platform. You know, I mean, I, I, I always said, and here's the funniest joke. I always said um, there was this joke we did when we were doing Jam on the Groove and we did a Q&A and the lady was like, I have a question. And, and this is a true story. And she says, do, you, do any of you have any formal training? And I said, I said, yeah, I do. And she said, oh, really? I said, yeah, UCLA. And she went, wow. And I said, University of the Corner of Lenox Avenue. <laughs> Everybody started dying laughing in the audience. 
And it was, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm from Uptown, you know what I'm saying? We didn't, you know, yeah. what formal training mean? And it was, but then 20 years later, I'm, I get an opportunity to work at a university and it's UCLA. So UCLA. It's, the irony is crazy. But at the end of the day, it's, I have a community I'm responsible to. And, you know, these are opportunities, you know, if they give me an opportunity to, 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 to lecture, I'm there, man. This is the whole world community. I worked with kids that didn't even know what hip hop was. And, 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 and I did a, I did 40 hour lecture, 40 hour dance, you know, for that spring semester. So these people thought what they thought hip hop was at the end of the journey. It was like, and, and, you know, I had the ability to enlighten people to tradition and to keep, to be, to preserve things that you're not going to read about or hear about. So when we look at this, this, this level of, you know, they're saying that's going to a, finally going to get recognized. I think the conversation isn't that. I think people know what breaking is around the world because every country has a world championship or big event that some of these countries are smaller, some of them are bigger. People know what it is. What what the Olympics is going to do is just, yeah, it's going to give it a, a, a it's going to open its eyes up to uh, allow it to be opened up to a lot of people that don't have, be in, are in these communities. So, and this is once, once every four years. Um, I'm responsible to that community that I've been, that has given me love. These communities have given me a platform. They've offered me to fly me to teach. This is an exchange. It's not about me. It's about us. It's about all of us working together. And I have a, I owe my community for giving me that respect all these years. They gave me opportunities. They helped me pay my bills. You know what I'm saying? They gave me jobs. So I'm not going to turn my back on that. You know what I'm saying? I want to maintain my place in the community. Uh, and I think that, um, rather than say we're finally gonna get noticed, I think our community needs to take credit for the fact that we sustained this art form when it was being ridiculed in the 80s and when, when it, they said it was a trend and it was fad and we sustained it worldwide. So many different uh, country, uh, people that contributed, contributed in their own ways and we need to acknowledge that. It is a new day, it is a new time and the Olympics is exciting and it's, I'm sure there's so many young people that are excited about that possibility and are inspired to train more now so that's a beautiful thing. You know, that's, that's going to be what it is. I want to be one of those people in the community to also just remember that I have a tradition that I want to make sure people are aware of. I want to make sure that if you, you want to be an Olympian or whatever, you know, just know what this culture is all about, you know, the history of this culture and give it that respect, you know, and, and what, nobody knows what this is going to look like. You know, we got four years from now, it's just, you know, for this to actually happen. We don't know what we can, I can't speculate anything now, you know what mm. I'm saying? They, they can be right now behind the scenes saying, we want to do it right. They could be behind the scenes saying, you know, um, how do we do it right? You know, like, but in, in the conversations I've had, I know that there's people that I know personally around the world that are part of that, and they're going to do the best job they can do to make it what people think it should be, you know. Now, whether these committees agree with that, we'll, we'll wait and see. Because we are, we have the... We have the battle of the years. We have the beats. You know, there's huge competitions. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what? I, this is what I do. I, I'm, you know, I do that 10, 12 times minimum a year. See this huge level of uh, dance and also a big community. So you know, it's just going to be another uh, another opportunity, and it's and it's hopefully going to be able to create more opportunities for people with their studios in their, these cities and, and other places where they practice and you know being part of these federations that are starting that, that are part of sports. So, you know, like I said, the community that I'm a part of, I'm going to be, that's where I'm at. Nothing's going to change. I'm going to still be there. <clears throat>
so what community is that exactly? Um, I know the answer, but I'd like to, I think there's a, a lot to, to explain within that. Cause it sounds like there's a, like what I was talking about, there's a, some sort of a disconnect. And when it gets to the ground level, ideally you'd like the people kind of guiding it to be the people that actually understand it at that very, very intimate level, which obviously is your people like yourself. So your community, uh, <clears throat> would you mind getting into that a little bit or? Oh, absolutely. Once again, it's, it's on a surface level, it's B-boys and B-girls, you know what I'm saying? And people that love hip hop culture. And it's, you know, throughout all these years of traveling since the eighties, we've developed, developed relationships with these leaders in these cities that are conscious. And then there's cities that there's a lot of people that are unconscious and don't want to know about DJing and they don't want to, they're like, I just want to break. I want to practice. Don't, I don't know. I don't care about the history, you know? So this, this has always been this balance of people that really love uh, the, the whole culture as a whole and people that just have their spe specific concerns, mm -hmm. and, you know, and they're, and they're allowed to have that choice. My community is a part of those people that have that same passion I have. That they, they fell in love with breaking and said, damn, I want to know more. Damn, this is the greatest thing that I, I've felt in a long time. I can have my own freedom. I can create and call things what I want. And I could, you know, contribute. To, this is great. This power is crazy. Mm -hmm. But wait a minute. I need to know more about DJ. I need to know more about the history. Where did this come from? See, because that passion opens your mind up to wanting to know more. When you fall in love with something, you want to know everything about it. And I think that we need to make sure that young and old keep a consciousness to understanding the, the, those traditions. And that's the community. Like they're everywhere. Like I've, I have a lot of really good friends around the world that, you know, they understand and respect my principles and, and my direction, but I'm just sharing information. I'm one of many, many leaders uh, and people that, and pioneers that care. So it's not, I'm not pushing anything on anybody. I'm just saying, this is what this, my name is Kenny. This is just what's going down. Check mm -hmm. this out. Did you know about this? Let's talk about that. How do you feel when you create that? You know, like there's so many great conversations to have artistically. And that's, you know, that's, that's, that's the community I'm, I'm thinking about the conscious and even the unconscious. <clears throat> wow. Um, so much to dissect within that right there. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to talk about the movement side of it and creativity. Let, let's, that's one of the, I think one of the bigger things that needs guidance as we move forward on growing into the Olympics and with the more, when more people get involved, I mean, it's sophisticated, right? When you, when you talk about the Olympics, when you talk about the world level, when you talk about specificity within this culture, right? Certain people just like the movement, certain people just like this side of it. They don't, they don't like the holistic view that makes this up. And when I'm hearing you talk about it and I'm thinking about it, like, it seems like that's what fed into the spontaneity and people creating uh, original authentic formulations, patterns, pockets, steps, movements. Right now, it seems like what's being incentivized is a specific formula that fits the competition. And when I hear people like, oh, it's, ah, they're just gonna, you know, the essence is, we're not gonna, there's not gonna be burns, there's not gonna be original movement. And we've been stepping away from that, I think. Um, and a big part of that is competitions and judging. And then you touched on music as well. Um, what role do you see the three elements, the three other elements unspoken almost in the scene this day? 
contributing to that like being an authentic tapping into authentic expression because you speak of passion and love and people like that's how you got into it that's how i got into it like all those things right there i can connect on a very deep level um it's missing well you- the, the, once again it's about suggestions you know it's like you know, I remember being on the floor, looking up at the ceiling, trying to make up a new move and just get, getting completely frustrated, you know, uh, searching in the wrong ways. And, you know, and I make this expression, it's about love. You really can't look for love and expect to find it. It just hits you. And a lot of those moments with me were reflected upon the music. And it was that one song that came out at the wrong time, at the, the right song that came out at the right time. And something magical happened that you know, you can't just say I'm going to do a front roll and I'm going to use my left hand and see if I could tap. You know, all the all that way of really looking into it is experimental. Of course, it's 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 just taking chances to see what you can come up with. But I think that that's one example. Like the music, the music is the key. It always has been the key. It opens up the doors for a theme, for the way you feel. You could be in a terrible mood in the day and you hear your favorite song and dance like you haven't danced in years. And likewise, you could be, you know you know, in, in a certain type of mood and, 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 you know, and that's why music is so important. But if we reflect on all the elements, it's about just taking a chance. You never know. Like I tell people, learn to play an instrument. I tell all the young students, I say, does anybody know how to play an instrument? Like usually like one or two people out of a class of 25. And I'm like, okay, uh, so here's, here's what you do. Try an instrument if you can. And secondly, has it, does anybody DJ in here? And like maybe one. <laughs> a lot of these big class dance classes. I'm talking about dance. So I'm like, learn to DJ. Give it a shot because I, you know, and this is when, when I connected on that level to actually feel. When you understand what a DJ does, you f- actually, you can feel that needle in the groove. You can, you can, and when you start understanding time and, you know, just, we already, it's already in us, this, this rhythm and time. When you, when you understand the art of that, it enhances it enhances so much as a dancer because now you know what the DJ does and you could be like subconsciously in that same frame of mind as the DJ. Now you know how to use the space, right? A lot of, a lot of people, um, they always affiliate the two time and space, right? So when you say timing, rhythm, patterns and all that, there's a deeper connection for sure with learning an instrument, specifically turntables and DJing. Mm -hmm. I've seen a good amount of people that, came from drumming into breaking and man, the skills transfer was just like so natural. Well, I went from drumming into DJ before I, yeah, I I played percussion in junior and junior high school and no grade school bongos got into drums and stuff, but not taught. Like it was a freestyle class with a keyboard player, this guy, Don, and he would just give instruments out to us because it was, it was a program school, Lincoln program. And you know, and I just immediately just, just, drew right into it because there was, you know, the drum was there. I was like, I understand this. Was it hand drums or kit? Hand drums. Bangos and congas. And then it became timbales. Uh, and, you know, once again, freestyle. I didn't know how to read music, no music theory. But, and then, you know, the funny thing was that my mom played music in the house. Before mm-hmm. all this hip hop, you know, like, we can call the music of hip hop, yeah, what my mom's listening to in the, in the early to mid 70s. But I wasn't, you know, my mind wasn't even in that place. But I remember the, a lot of that, that funk. I remember James Brown. So when, you know, when, when playing, I was like, 
I would, I would remember how those rhythms felt, right? Mm -hmm. So then I'm there already understanding that, how to work with a rhythm and flow. When, when I, right when Dole's got that turntable and he started practicing and, and, and then 3J up, up in his apartment, when I, when I first started learning how to DJ, it was like 12 years old, come on, man. It was like a new toy. It was like having like a, a bike. What are you gonna do with your new bike? You know what I'm saying? So that, that to me, that transition from the actual drum, you know, and then lastly, uh, say, seeing some moves and be like, oh snap. So then all of a sudden my body became these drums. Like now yeah. it's like, I can, I can be these drums now physically uh -huh. and go where I wanna go with this. You know, I just gotta learn, I gotta watch. You know, I, no questions. You gotta just watch the, the guys that got down and you uh -huh. picked it up and then you took it from there. <clears throat> so you, you grew up to, with the, the music, the, the drum beats kind of in you already. And then you've seen people moving and you're like, wow, you can move to this. You feel it. You're recreating it, right? As a musician. And then you see somebody and that, that was kind of the moment you were like. Well, it became my favorite, you know, out of all the elements I was writing already. It's, it's okay. funny because the first element I did was writing and that was through Doze and my brother, Tunir. So the writing component was there, but see, even there's, a, there's still a relation to the writing because I was doing comic, uh, imitating comic book characters in a comic book club after school when I was like 10. So the colors and everything, that was already in my mind. So when the, when the writing culture stuff and the black books and the markets, I was like, it, it all fell into place with me, but the breaking became the one that I fell in love with the most. You know, it was just something. I had a lot of energy, so yeah. But once again, getting back to the main thing you're saying, we do have to, some of us are not going to be inspired the way I explained it. You know, somebody yep. might play an instrument and be like, I just don't get it. You know, someone might, you know, go in. But the issue is to, with the creative process, it's, it takes time. You know, it takes time. It is something that really can't be taught. And it's like, you know, there's a, there's been a rush of hundreds of teachers and a lot of them are showing their personal stuff to people. And it's great for inspiration to, to experiment with ideas and understand things. But the real quote of this art form is about you doing it the way you do it. And, and, and that takes time. You know what I'm saying? I have changed, my, my whole style has evolved in the last 40 years. Like I don't dance exactly the way I did, used to, but it's a beautiful evolution and it's a process. It's a process. And there's so many things within that, that happen, injuries, you know, they, I remember breaking my finger when I was like 15 and uh, had a cast and I still was trying to figure it out. I started doing stuff off my elbow because I couldn't put my hand on the floor, you know, so and that elbow. adapting to things. Yeah, I was doing, I wouldn't do it, rather than be like this, I would just throw a one shot, you know, on, on a cardboard. Well, let's talk about that elbow slide real quick. I, uh, yeah. about a decade back, I, I had the privilege to train with Iron Monkey out uh, of Renegades in the bay and he was telling me he was like yeah man like i learned a lot of history from him actually about rock steady about everything such an incredible person um he was saying yeah kenny uh was the first i seen do the elbow slide and how many people do the elbow slide now i mean well it's called flowing downstream that's the name of the movie and that movie flowing downstream is is inspired by the movie seven grandmasters and it's a kung fu movie from uh golden heart no is it Oh, man. Harvest Films, 77, 78. And flowing downstream, you said? Flowing downstream, yeah. So basically what happens in the movie is that this, this, the movie's about this guy that goes around challenging. It's like a battle movie, fighting all different styles, Python, monkey, whatever. Wow. 
So there's one part of the movie where the dude's, you know, he's fighting and he's getting, you know, he's getting a good tough fight. And then he just grabs, he, he kind of falls down, grabs the floor with his fingers and goes and, and slides on his ass like 12 feet and kicks the dude. <laughs> Yo, it's funny as hell. Funny as hell. But that, that's, that's that innocent inspiration. That's that, that's she taking that. And I loved it. He said, flowing downstream. And he slid, spot, and he kicked him. I'm not lying to you. You can check that movie out, Seven Grandmasters. You can find it. It's online. So, but, um, on. Grandmasters. Grandmasters. So, but you know, at that same time, I was really uh, struggling. You know, and that's not a, that's not a, um, that's not an 80s move. Nah, I made that up in the 90s. In the and 90s? Yeah, because I, what happened was I felt like I was limited in a lot of ways, not not in sense and style. Like I always felt like I had I had some I had style. Yeah, <laughs> I was limited. I felt I was limited uh, to what my body could do, and comparing myself to where my like when 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 it came back around and I was you know we were linking up more in the early early nineties. I'm seeing other b boys that were just really extremely faster and powerful and. It was, you know, it, it, it did its own evolution worldwide, especially on the, on California, the West Coast, you know, in those 80s years. Uh, and then, of course, in Europe. But <clears throat> me coming back around, I, you know, I, I was like, I want to be competitive, but I felt like I needed to open up my, um, my, uh, uh, my stock, which means I needed to get more spins. I needed more sliding moves. I needed some sort of thread, maybe. I needed some flips. And I couldn't, ma I didn't master any of those things but I knew I needed them. Mm -hmm. And because, because I couldn't do it like people were doing it, I had to figure out a way to do it. And that's part of what I just mentioned to you a few minutes ago. It's like, you can, you can try to do something as much as you want, but you may not ever, ever be satisfied with it. And your body might, agree, might not agree with it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's, that, that's a, a cool move. Man, so, <clears throat> so do you think that's law right there? Um, I've certainly experienced that with uh, some of the people that I came up with, like seeing them get things just like this. And I'm like, hold on, my body isn't yeah. like that. We all have our unique anatomy and biomechanics, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, you needed the uh, evolved arsenal to match the times. And it's, it's a part of the process. Like you said, like over the past four years, you've, you've evolved into a different dancer. Um, sorry, before we get into that, you said you evolved in the past four years. Do you see breaking as a lifelong practice? Conceptually, we're always going to break. You know what I'm saying? Like music, look, conceptually, this is a lifelong thing because I'm in love with music. I love music. So that, that beat is always going to be in me. I'm not going to be able to do footwork at some point. I'm not going to be able to throw a swipe. But that's, that's not what I'm talking about. Conceptually, I'm going to always be involved with this type of music. And, and, and it's, it's always, I'm always going to be in it. It doesn't matter what level I can do it at, what speed and strength. Style is infinite. It's something that you keep forever. You know, s certain things you're going to lose over time. So, you know, and this is what, what weeds out the people, you know, when, when, the, when, the, when the smoke clears, we see who the, the people that really, you know, really, really live the break life. You know what I mean? The break life. You preach that break life, man. It's such a powerful... Mm -hmm philosophy right there the break life yeah a lot of people i've seen it yeah. i've seen them come back too mm -hmm. especially with the introduction of the olympics but i've seen many people they they kind of get what they need from it they, they build their 
confidence. And I mean, there's, there's a lot to such a controversial word, but extract mm -hmm. to build character and all that. And then people move on to different things, which nothing against that at all. You know, everybody has their own life circumstance goals and journey, mm -hmm. but I have never seen it as something like that. I believe it is a lifelong practice. Um, that's why this discussion with you is very important. Seeing you evolve and hearing about you evolve into teaching into universities and evolving your style on, on a practitioner level, talking about it, man, that fuels me so much. Um, so you're touching on, you're entering the nineties right now. And then you see the style evolving. You see people with genetic inclinations, right? A lot of people who are more flexible and when you practice long enough, you, you start learning your body in a way. And uh, a lot of the times it is through injury, but you know, there's that select few that can easily test their bodies in different ranges of motion. That is hard for a lot of other people, unless you, you have a genetic incl inclination for that. Right. Um, one of the things, so, so with BTR breaking with what I've been doing, it's the studying of biomechanics, which uh, use the body in a uh, mechanical light, basically, and how we move in lines with the laws of physics. So there, there, there's a style, and it, it's all, it's all connected. There's a style. There's um, the internal and the spiritual part of the dance, but we, we are operating in time and space with our creative, unique approach and formulations to to movement and there's principles and i feel like that's one of the things that i'm passionate about man in in contributing to this art is identifying these principles so people can uh evolve a little more efficiently without having to go through the injuries and stuff like that and I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that route at all, actually, because I have stumbled across pathways and uh, styles through restrictions, through injuries, through the, the tough process of it as well. But how do you, how do you feel things are being, how do you feel about the way breaking is being taught right now? Being taught? Taught, yeah. Oh, okay. You mentioned school. You mentioned schools. There's there's all these schools and I've been around the world. You've seen. Yeah, I've seen. I've been with. I travel with a lot of the teachers of a lot of these countries. Really good teachers from the world. You know, this is there's the world community. Like I said, um, so in the '90s, I was very particular. I, you know, I I ran into the situation. Especially, I was out there actually in Hawaii teaching a class, uh, one of the earlier classes and Big Island. I was on, no, I was on Oahu uh, with uh, um, Roy and all the guys out Roy? there. Yeah. yeah. And we linked up and we started. So, but I noticed, you know, because like, there there's a lot of things that I used to do in my, in my, you know, repertoire, vocabulary, whatever you want to call it. And there were specific approaches that I took with certain moves to share. And there was a, there was a, uh, a couple of, times that I started coming to this realization that when I say the word fundamentals and I say basics, I say the basic things, right? I say your footwork rounds, you know, uh, and, and your, you know, your 
traditional things, your chairs, your course crews, jubbly drops, whatever you want to call it. And it really, it, for me personally, it dawned on me that <clears throat> my job is to only show fundamentals. My job is not to tell you, you know, uh, to show you what I, what I do, you know, because then where, where are you? You know, and I noticed that a lot of teachers, there was a time period when a lot of teachers were showing, teaching people their stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that's, wait a minute, that's against the law. That's personal. That's your stuff. You're not supposed oh, to. Oh, yes. You that's know, against like, the you're law. Not to do that. And I said, no one's going to really get to this place of satisfaction if they don't figure it out on their own. So the, the, it, it all starts with the fundamentals. And there's a lot of good teachers around the world that do start with the fundamentals, B-boys and B-girls, that I know that have given that much respect. There's a lot of interpretations and particular histories. You know, I just wrote a, I just wrote a, a chapter for, there's an Oxford book came out this year, Oxford Book of Hip Hop Dance Studies. And in the chapter, I, I was really reflecting on the fact that, <clears throat> you know, this is my experience. I'm not the first B-boy. I'm not from the first B-boys. Uh, and this, and I had, a, you know, discussions with this with my management and also my girl. And it was like, I was like, I'm not the first man, you know, but I do have an experience. And I was like, I'm, if I write this stuff, people are going to come. But some of the dudes from the generation before, everybody's going to get, start bickering. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you said that. No, it's not this. This one made up this. And I was like, I, was like, I don't need any of that energy. But at the same time, I have an experience from the Upper West Side of Manhattan with dancers before I even met Legs of, of, uh, or the Bronx guys, we were breaking in Manhattan already. There were B-boys down there where I was at. This, this, they didn't bring breaking, like bre breaking started in the Bronx and it spread all over. Mm -hmm. But you know, I, I reflect on Frosty Freeze, you know what I'm saying, Ty Fly, Nelson, you know, the guys from around my block that were inspiring me. You know, there's many of them. And some of them probably, you know, were traveling from different places too. Queens to Brooklyn to Manhattan, Bronx. So, so I went at, when, to finish that chapter, not only finish it, but to complete it and, and feel good about it, I had to really trust that maybe there's going to be a lot of things wrong for some people, some perspectives mm -hmm. from some neighborhoods because it's regional. But at the same time, the worst story ever told is a story that wasn't told. So, so I said, this is a real, this is, this is the history that I remember. Thank God I can remember some of it because we were 12 when we was digging into these, into all this, you know, how do you, your brain, my brain, we banged our heads a lot, bro. There's a lot I don't remember, but I had the opportunity. So that's um, on behalf of that example with, with educating and teaching, it depends on the tree and, and the, the roots where you come from and the way you're going to share it with the world. And also your creative approach. There's a lot of teachers that really want to get deeper into it, like really get, you know, and I'm, I'm a simplified uh, person. I, I don't, I feel like it's not rocket science, even though it is, but I think the simple, I, I simplify the approach because I can't tell a person how to be scientific in breaking. Mm -hmm. That's the person has to find out. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, in embedding it, are you talking about embedding it through trial and error? Like they need to yes, figure exactly. it out and yeah, I mean, look, everybody's inspired. I was inspired. Like, you see stuff, you know, and, and, you know, we're in a totally different time period now. Now people can, you know, for many years, people were able to click rewind and watch again and this whole footage thing. We, when, when I saw it, I had to walk away from it. And, and when I got to my own space, 
where I felt brave enough to try something, I, I would have to remember it. Now, how do you remember that when you see it so fast? And what the beauty of that is, is that you're not. Whatever you remember is going to be unique to the way you absorb that moment. It's going to be unique to the way you saw that. So There's a lot of importance in that right there. Huh? Absolutely. That's, that's the individuality. That's, that's what the essential thing about uh, guys and girls in this art form, it's in there. You got to unlock that. It's in there. It's not easy. And it takes time, like I said before. But we would have to walk away. Like, I didn't, we, didn't, we didn't study our opponents. I, I would go and battle someone i never seen in my life. You know, I'm not, how, how, I can't prep for this dude. Yeah. And I understand studying the opponent. It makes a lot of sense, you know, especially from boxing and stuff. But, but you know, we had this one moment to make it all happen. And, you know, that's, that's that where the creativity was enhanced with a lot of pressure. Hood pressure, you know, you didn't want to get this if you sucked or you fell, you know, yeah. so the pressure to be creative and, and make it happen, it's a powerful, powerful thing that when you, when it touches you and you walk away from it and your boys come up and say, yo, you killed it. There's nothing like that feeling. That's like, it's, it's the best feeling. So, you know, that, that goes alongside the teaching aspect of what we're talking about. Um, I, I think that everybody you know, if they just stay in it long enough and, you know, keep their minds open to whatever inspires them, it's, it's going to come out. And, and that's going to be the hard thing about the Olympics, too, because there's so many interesting, unique dancers now around the world, like really unique approaches. A lot of them are leaning more into this fused, fused area, you know, this very fusion jazzy area. And it's beautiful. What can you say? I mean, I, you know, I know where I come from, where, where house was, where uh, loft was loft and, you know, doing the freak was doing the freak and then popping was popping. It was all like um, in a specific place, depending on the music. But now everything is everywhere. So how is that going to be judged? You know, and, and I think that one suggestion that I've said many times is that, you know, there's people that put styles on maps. You know, there's some individuals that we could say, that dude right there started all that. What you see in there, that was dude. You know, a homegirl, she, she put that on the map. You can hear those conversations. Maybe more of those people need to be diverse. That, that all of those diverse, interesting brains need to be on those judging panels. Because how are you going to just point, say it's one, that breaking is one way to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's, um, people are complaining that a lot of breaking looks the same right now. Everybody looks the same. So... This is, these are going to be the challenges that are coming up. <clears throat> You're pointing out an important thing. Uh, you obviously touched on the, the importance of music as it moves forward in influencing a genuine moment within your expression, like when you're battling or, or performing or whatever. The music is one of the main things. Where's the incentive for somebody to do what you just described? To be that person that everyone's pointing out to, like, that's that person that was his mark on the, on the scene. Cause as it is moving forward, you see the people winning. They, I mean, I can't really think of anyone off the top of the, my head that in the recent, I don't know, decade since YouTube, really um, you mentioned like pre YouTube and like even pre tape era, you come from the pre tape era where you could rewind before even rewinding and taking somebody's unique anatomy and bias and trying to put it in yourself. Um, how do we make that a, a key point of emphasis in judging? 
because that, that seems to be what's growing the scene, the incentive of winning a competition, right? Getting, getting that reputation, opening up your, your reputation and, and your opportunities really within the scene. Um, it doesn't seem like there's an incentive and it's my personal opinion. It comes from like people entering jobs and seeing what style is successful, what, what's winning. And you don't see too much of that. And yeah, I think the reason is a lot of the people who are original, it does come from a deep internal place of, uh, genuine expression and spontaneity where there isn't a methodical training to add to it. So it seems like there's there's a, a conflict with that. People are executing longer, higher skill level rounds, um, and it's beating people who are original because yeah, there isn't something to incentivize it to balance that out to where we can get the athletics and we can get the the art up and bring it back to that right there. Look, man, it's it's the commitment right now to 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 get to the levels of the top dancers around the world right now. That commitment alone is 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 a, a huge part of it. It's like, you know, the, it's like the guy that thought he couldn't, you know, ever do something, and then committed, and it's like, holy shit, I did it. You know, that commitment. One thing that has to be pointed out, huh? That's adaptation, right? Yeah, and there's so much inspiration. It's like these young kids are watching superheroes, and they're becoming superheroes faster than the people that actually spent. 15 years in the game, these kids are picking it up in three, five, three to five months and, and quality. Like, look, a lot to learn, of course, with connecting to music and, and allowing the style to come out of yourself. But the, the speed and rate of evolution of this, you know, is going crazy in the last 10 years. And the point that I want to make is that, you know, when we reflect on this, this is the, 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 this is the reason, one of the reasons why I want to stay in our community, right? And support those in that community in whatever way possible, my friends around the world. Not everybody's gonna make it, man. Not everybody's gonna be that good. What happens when a kid doesn't, knows he can't do it? Does he give up? Does he just say, I wanna go try something else now? That's my concern is like, there has to be a, a place for everybody to dance, not totally be like, you're not good enough to be in the top 16. What about just getting busy? You know what I'm saying? And what if two dudes are only three months in the game, two girls, what's, they should battle, battle, keep battling. You know, like, <laughs> I, I hope that people don't think because I can't, I, I've been training this move for 10 months, man, I, I can't do, man, I, I'm out. You know, that's, that's, that's devastating. Yeah. Because you're not, you're not really, you know, the, the lifestyle behind this is so beautiful and the, you know, those moments are so uh, important. So there needs, everybody needs to have this place not just the top of the world, you know, competitors. And then creatively, once again, if, if in a large scale competition like that, no matter what happens with the judges you choose and the styles of each of those judges, it's still, once again, I say this, it's based on a person's opinion. Mm -hmm. you, know? Uh, you know, if you, it's your preference, it's what you like. What you saw that you liked and thought it was better than that, that's where it ends. There's, I mean, you know, unless they're going to take, give everybody cameras and, and give them 50 minutes to go behind the scenes and look at every angle of, every, of that battle, take notes for an hour and come back and then say, I mean, now it's become, that's when you zero in on all these particulars. And we can't do that. That's not what this is. <laughs> this is like, 
my opinion, it's always going to be this. Now, it's, tech, it's tech, uh, technology now, too. There's a lot of computers, a lot of categories. I'm not shooting down any of that, man. I respect all of the efforts. I think there's a lot of thought put into it. Um, and, you know, like I said, I can't, I'm not going to criticize anything, you know. And I'm not even going to criticize the way a person judges because it's the preference. Mm -hmm. you know? um, but, yeah, well, how is that going to be, like, uh, uh, when it comes down to the people that, um, you know, that they, they just committing so hard and, and they can't make it. Does that mean they give up? And I hope that's not the issue. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're talking and you can see the difference in the community, the different levels of the community right there, right? The people that can compete at the highest athletic level and the people that um, all the spectrum of it, right. Of the practitioner with their, their goals and their abilities. Um, in line now, man. One of the reasons I, I, well, the main reason I tapped into the science side of things is my brother. Uh, you met John uh, from the Big Island. I have another brother in between me and John. Me and John grew up breaking together. That brother, he started breaking and then got into sports and um, went into his own path and studied physical therapy, got his doctorates in that. And he's been pushing me and also helping me on the performance and in my journey here in the mainland with healing myself, with training, with just getting my body in tune with, with what, I, what I've been doing up here. And uh, yeah, just throughout the years, I've noticed that people will discover their limits within the first, I don't know, like three to five years. There's, there's that demographic. That, that we lose, everybody will try it. The ones that you're talking about, like, oh, when they figure out, oh, I can't do this, then they move on to something else. And then there's the other demographic at the other end of the spectrum where, oh, oof, it's a little uncomfortable. Um, hmm, what else is out there? Let me hit the gym and P90X. Let me get on, you know, like, what, what's the latest, what's the newest, like, fitness thing? You see them uh, jumping into it. And what's sad is you see people who actually connect to the music and develop style and get into that deeper level of it, of uh, self-awareness and, and discovering like how they are unique from everyone in the world. And I, I think that's the, the main, that's what has captured me and has locked me into this, this art and this culture is that right there, you know, finding your authentic self. Um, but do you think that is, that's something that can't be, I feel like biomechanics and describing principles of the forces that govern movement is a good baseline to get people um, in that first, that, that intro demographic, that one, three, five year demographic and the later to make it effective and sustainable. Like are, are those people, do you feel um, in that first, the early demographic that they are learning effectively or moving effectively because i mean obviously people who come with skills athletic skills already take to it naturally but that's that's a small part of the the people that i think need breaking um you mentioned you have a you had a soccer background i, I listened to your last interview uh, about the olympics that was on your uh, your facebook mm -hmm. So you had an athletic background already? Absolutely, since I was a kid, me and my brothers. So, you know, and, I, and from that interview, you know, I mentioned it, I'm going to just say it again. <clears throat> you know, that was my life, you know, in, in New York, man. If you didn't have sports where I was, where I was living at the uptown, 
you know, it was everything, man. It was every day. And then, it, you know, I was lucky to be in the Boy Scouts as a kid. And they had a sports program on the weekend that, you know, I was, me and my brothers were able to go. We couldn't even, we, we didn't have to pay. We, we were going for free, but it was a paid program up in Van Cortland Park. And we, you know, we, that was our life. You know, it was, that was that discipline. That was that competitive, you know, so I understand and I, I, I you know, and the commitment, all of that, you know, and, and we were pretty good, you know, like, I'm not going to, you know, talk any smack, man, but, you know, that was, we, we, we did, we excelled in it. And I, and I love sports to this day. We would watch winter sports, winter Olympics, summer Olympics every year, 70s. I remember details of a lot of those Olympics. So I'm, 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 a, I'm an advocate for sports and Olympics and fitness, whatever you want to call it, you know? So that's, that's true. I did have that background, but breaking was just something happening inside that was different. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that, it's hard to explain, but, but I understand the difference. Me personally, I see the similarities physically, mm -hmm. but there's, there's a different feeling that sports gave me, which is a great feeling. And then what hip hop gave me was just on a whole galactic different level. Yeah. Uh, you, le you learn biomechanics, you, you learn physics mm -hmm. through music and timing, right? knowing that you had to catch something at a certain time for you to interact with the energy of that sound within that music taught you like, okay, I need to get there a little quicker. Oh, here it comes. Let me, let me, let me grab a little, let me grab with my, my hand bridge. It'll allow me to keep my posture up. You, you learn. And that, that's one of the, the biggest things uh, that is fueling me like over the past year is learning the, the words, the vocabulary, the theory, behind the biomechanics and movement in general um you learn that through music that, that's that's definitely like what you said like commitment you keep you know bringing that up that's a big one and it has to come from passion right we can't we can't like continue doing something that we don't you know really like and we do lose those people that get into breaking they're interested because they see the value in it and it's cool and it's rebellious and it's dynamic and there's so many, so much opportunity within it, but yeah. Um, I, I think right now where everything is, you know, um, I think, I think it's essential that young dancers utilize everything they can now, you know, to, 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 to understand the commitment, to protect their bodies, to, to open their mind, you know, um, and I think that uh, all it, there's nothing that it, it only can enhance the individual with a new understanding and, and new exploration, uh, and also just the preparation. You know, like we 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 destroyed our bodies in our first three years, four years, because there was no warm up, there was no consciousness, there was no diet. We were eating potato chips for dinner and stupid stuff like that. You know, hanging out in the streets, and and you know those lessons you know that that's that's what we had to deal with and then you know when when i reflect on 40 something years later in understanding the left side of my body being busted up i get it you know what i'm saying but you know you're also reflecting on a macho 
at the time a very macho kind of thing in the street. And I don't want to, you know, girls and guys did it, but it was like this tough guy shit. So a lot of times we'll bust our head on the floor and get up, like try to act tough like it didn't happen. Meanwhile, we've got mild concussions. We're walking around with ligaments all busted up because we don't want to show a sign of weakness. <laughs> you understand? So even that mentality, you know, I mean, look, that's, that, that's what it was at that time. And a lot of us are paying for that now. But to, to be a young person coming into this art form now and having some sort of direction with that, it's, it's really smart. And I think, it, it, like I said, it's about longevity in this too. You want to be able to survive that one year, three years of training. Like I'm thinking right now, four years from now, this is, this is the big deal. So all these B-boys and B-girls are like, I'm going to go for it, you know? <laughs> but you got four years of training to push the envelope. How are you going to survive that? And this is where all these, you know, all the stuff we're talking about right now is, is really just an advantage to have at this day and age. And I think people should utilize it 100%. Yeah. Uh, especially when it's on the global level like that. You have, you have other places like China, Korea, uh, various countries in Europe that actually on a societal, on a grand scale level, they understand the importance of art and they support artists right through funding and uh, salaries, even some of them. And I just heard from a, a friend from China that dance schools in China, they offer college scholarships to students who go to a dance studio and learn breaking specifically. Um, there's so much support in, in these other places for it. And it, <laughs> Yeah, and that four-year, like, we, we don't see it too much in America. Um, now you're hitting it on a whole other thing. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's a good point right there. <laughs> there is four years, and we have the, we got to compete with the world, and the world who's gonna, is... Who's going to pay for that here? Who's going to finance that? The supplements, the, the, the studio time, the, the, the wardrobe, like... These are questions, man, that, you know, some countries are built for this and some are just not. And un unfortunately, in our country, they don't care about the arts. This, everything is just being swept away and there's no funding. This, like, that's why our community struggles all the time. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the message to the community. Like, yeah, we, we, don't, we don't get anything, but we still do it. <laughs> we figured out a way for 40 something years and there has been money in this culture and in this country there's been opportunities you know there's this I've, I've seen it all happen I, I see the roller coaster and I've been a part of these big projects lords with Red Bull you know beat riders camp there's so many interesting things that have happened over time where the funding was there there's you know, the events like freestyle session and some others that you know we're lucky to have specific sponsors and, and maintain and help pay people and, and give people jobs but for this particular approach right now, you know, if, if, the, if the, like in China, breaking is the national youth sport. They, they announced that last year. Yeah. Really? In 2019 when I was there. So yes, they're looking at the, they're looking at get, getting these young people occupied, you know, with fitness and, 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 you know, being, having some art to do and it's beautiful. There's money there. There's dough out there. You know, but I just, I reflect on sometimes going to certain countries and just feeling like sad because I, you know, in the States, we're not getting that love, you know, uh, uh, and, and, and who knows if, it, if we will when it comes to this, you know, a lot of these families, man, if their son or their daughter, they, they're like, I want to go, I want to go, you know, these parents have to nurture that, you know, and, and 
how how are they going to nurture that? Is there going to be support, you know, before that time period? You know, and uh, this is a time in the world where there's so much struggle right now, you know, and um, so, you know, within that, some countries are just going to, they're going to have it right there in front of them, you know, all the resources, and some aren't. So that's going to be the tough call. <clears throat> yeah, as a practitioner and culturalist in this art, um, I want to contribute to that. I, I want to I want to help with the infrastructure of not only America, but within this as well, because that's what that really is. When you say youth, it's a national youth sport of China. You see all these other countries contributing to the arts. That's what arts really is, right? It's they they understand the importance of infrastructure, and I mean I I can't speak for the different states. I've only lived in Las Vegas and in Hawaii, and we have like some of the the worst schooling in both of these places. Although industry is cracking, right? We have tourism in Hawaii, mm -hmm. obviously not now, but uh, in Las Vegas we have the casinos. A lot of the power and money that America built was from Las Vegas in like the 40s, 50s, 60s. Mm -hmm. Yet the schooling and the infrastructure is, I know so many people that didn't graduate high school and they, they're doing good because of that. But at the same time, we're losing the arts and we're losing all these things. And mm -hmm. I feel like breaking is, is that, that missing link and that element and that could be the avenue to help with the infrastructure and me, me receiving the benefits that I have from breaking and my opportunities and seeing it on a world level and being able to talk to people like you um elders in the scene and seeing the younger I feel like I'm in a good like middle ground to really really appreciate it and I have, I'm vital man I have the energy I want to contribute to that right into it contributing to the infrastructure and making things accessible. Mm -hmm. And what you're doing right now, another example of what you're doing with your brother and, and, and all of this, this work you guys have been putting in, when we look at that in, a, in, in overall perspective and struggle in this situation in this country, we, we have to help each other out. And we have to find those people that are, have expertise in certain areas. Not necessarily you have to be a b-boy, but what about, you know, a person that can fundraise? What about a person that can write grants? Like, we need to connect with each other to, to survive, to really struggle, to, to make moves and make things happen. We can't wait for things to be given to us, you know, and that's what hip hop has always been. We've always done that. But we got to really reflect on, you know, how, how to strengthen our, our little circles of people to make, to create these opportunities to where we don't got to come out our own pocket. You know, we get the city or the state to, step step up and stop playing games and, and support things so people can have an outlet and a chance and the youth can have a chance you know it's they do it in you know all over the states you know i mean there's there's things you know but it's not enough to me personally and you know and to see uh examples of the arts being you know fun, funds being taken away from the arts for specific other things it's just like it's depressing you know so i think one of the things the solutions is to do what you guys are doing, connecting the dots with each other for a purpose. And at the same time, you know, get these little teams together, man, that can, you know, provide support for these small studios. You know, that's the thing, the thing with what's going to happen in the next few years is, is, you know, the people are going to get in the, in the idea of how am I going to make it to the Olympics, right? A lot of, a lot of the community that wants to. Mm -hmm. There's that side of the community, man, that needs a place. There needs to be a jam. 
There needs to be no contest. There needs to be music all night. There needs to be, you know, uh, events like that to where it's not just, you know, where, where you can have a panel, where you can have a a, 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 a a writing demo, you know, or a lecture, you know, like that. This is this is what this is what I want to stay doing, and you know, I'm gonna be pressing the issue. I'm restructuring myself. I didn't. None of us got to do stuff the whole year, but I'm 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 you know I got the thinking cap on, man, and, and classic styles and all that stuff that you know me and, and, and a lot of the seven gems in New York City and, and the world family. We're gonna continue to try to just be that raw edge in a sense, you know, so people don't lose sight of what this really is. <clears throat> raw edge, man. I've been wanting to ask you because I've I've always known you as Rocksteady, and that's that's kind of my upbringing. Seven gems. What is who is the seven gems and where is that in the timeline with you and Rocksteady, if you don't mind, I ask. Okay, well, in, in Rocksteady in the 90s, everything was coming back out, out the ground. We're doing anniversaries, we're, doing, we're starting a battle. We're we all in the mix. We're going to other events. We're, we're, we're you know, we're uh, crusaders of the art form. We're, we're calling out the culture vultures. And we're just, we're just this, this fresh breath of air, you know. Um, we're speaking our mind as pioneers and elders, you know what I'm saying? So that was a really beautiful time. But, you know, I got, you know, in the mid nineties, I got really deep, deep into this dance and it's, I just became this scientist nerd and I dove into it and I was in this other place. And this is when the doors opened up for me. And that's when I really, I was so excited to practice, so excited to, 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 to make up something new. And, and there was a point when I was doing, making up mad stuff, like in one week, I was like, and that's why I had so many moves because I was inspired. I wanted to practice and I didn't want to look like everybody. And I knew that I was older and I had to find a way to win. So the battling became everything. And then, so basically people got in Rocksteady at that time. <clears throat> and then they started making chapters of Rocksteady. And I was like, all right, well, I've been, in, I'm vice president. I've been in this since the beginning. Yeah, you know, I was like, Chapter here, chapter. So I was like, I'm gonna start my own chapter. Rocksteady called it the Seven Grandmasters. Okay. Seven and, it, and the Seven Grandmaster name, uh, you know, to create an acronym for it is either Seven GMS or Seven Gems, right? And the reason I chose Gems is because we also not only were we into the, the, the real core of, of break, which is battling and and, and dancing and all that, we had information that you couldn't find on the surface. You had to dig deep to get the gems of what we understood through our life story and experience. So I said, yeah, sounds good. RSC seven gems. So there's, there's on, my, on my, my epitome, I think, or one of those, there's the shirt where I'm wearing the shirt. So I, you know, and then I was like, yo, we, we the battle click. Me, Flowmaster, Wiggles. I was like, and, and it wasn't like I was putting people down. It was like people just wanted to be down, you know? So Honey Rockwell was a bunch of us. We started, you know, going out and, and, and just battle, win, lose, or draw. No, it doesn't matter. We're gonna, and, and the big part of the seven grandmasters was to study the other person's style, not your own. So in training, you wouldn't do with the shit you didn't know how to do. You'd work on that. So when we came to a battle, we were all kind of qualified to answer because most crews had like the power move guy just the flipping guy so the whole mentality in the 90s was to study the guy you know the, study something that you didn't know how to do you know in those practices and, and of course train on your own stuff so that that became the chapter but there was you know and then it was like we were traveling we did jam on the groove there was a lot of cool things and it just unfolded it got real sloppy for a minute as a, like a, a team and i shut it down i just i stopped it and i was like that's that you know there was some 
stuff that happened, it was it wasn't too cool, and, and I was just like, this ain't working. And and it, like I said, it wasn't like I wanted to start a crew. I, it was a chapter of RSC. Okay. But then somebody put out propaganda and said that I started Seven Gems to go against Rocksteady. And this is a true story, and a lot of people don't know that. And that is completely false. Because if that was the issue, I wouldn't have RSC Seven Gems on the shirt. Mm -hmm. Propaganda turned people more. And it was like, and you know, things were happening that I didn't like around me. Mm -hmm. And that was that. So basically, you know, coming back around, went through a lot of stuff at that time period. And then September 11th happened and, you know, the things changed around the world. And, and I wasn't traveling that much at that time. But then in, in, when um, I was teaching in, uh, in Spanish Harlem <clears throat> in a school up there. Uh, and I ran into an old friend and he was like, yo, one of my boys from, from New York, from, from, from Young City. And he's like, yo, I got a space because he, he, he bought a restaurant with his buddy and he had a space that was empty and they had to get all these licenses. And I was like, yo, I could use that. You know, I could do some free practices over there in Brooklyn, Williamsburg, right? And in that process, I started running into more people. And then I, you know, with Burn One, he started bringing dance. So we started practicing there and he started bringing all these dudes and these girls that were nasty with the rock. They were not, they were really good dancers. Knocko, Park Slope, a lot of the downtown Brooklyn, East, uh, 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 Red Hook, and I was just like, what? Whoa, I've seen this dance before, and I've seen many of them. There's something, whoa, these, this dude is 56, what? You know, like, and I'm over there, and I'm like, and I was really, really inspired and impressed, and, and you know, and we started breaking bread and just dancing all the time, and then we started doing um, nights at, uh, at Brooklyn Soul, so we did battles every Saturday for, for you know, for the summer, and and it's just expanding. And he, he was like, yo, man, let's, let's do the studio. So I opened up a studio, Break Life Studios in Brooklyn. And that's when I was like, Seven Gems Rock Dance Division. And we had, with the studio, we finally had a, a art space. We had a place to create. We had a place to, to, to dig into ideas. It was production space, you know. We, it was multimedia, it was whatever, but we finally had those resources. And I never had those resources. It was very difficult to get those resources. And um, <clears throat> then it was just like, all city alliance you know it's like seven gems is a movement mm -hmm. it's a movement let's just say that because it's about writers you know seven grab seven grandmaster djs seven gifted mcs you know saying seven grandmaster b-boys and b-girls seven gems rock dance bitch and it's just a movement you yeah. know what I mean? and i've and i've not thought about expanding for many years but i was like it's very corny the way everything expanded with crews they just put people down all around the world for no reason Mm -hmm. And I was like, I come from a tradition where you, you battle to get in one, not only that, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, if you have an identity, you have an identity, you know, like, why don't you start something from scratch? You know yeah. what I mean? I didn't. So, so basically it, that's, that's what seven gems is to me. It's more of a movement mm -hmm. with people that I respect and admire and, and we're just friends. You know, it's not like we're trying to go out and, and, and tell the world, whatever, you know, which is, we just doing what we do and having fun. <clears throat> Beautiful, man. Um, yeah, much much respect to that. The whole philosophy behind how it started, uh, the depth of the different uh, aspects of it. That's yeah, man. Awesome. So, I just want to touch on something within that story right there. You mentioned that you got the the spot in Brooklyn, was it? Mm -hmm. And then rockers started coming. 
were were you messing with rockin uh before that okay yeah like, of course i was you were okay the first time i saw rockin was in 78 and it was kid terrific from the number one short shot boys and i've said this story but unfortunately there's a lot of meatballs out here in the world that they they, they going like this and they don't have no idea and what i can do is see i could show and prove you know I should show and prove. And I'm not talking about I could dance for you. I'm saying when, when Kid Terrific, when I saw him do the bow and arrow and do a step like that and do the gun and everything, I was like, they were like three years older than me, four, year, four years older than me. And I was like, ah, oh, that's the, the old dudes do that. When I saw Breaking, I didn't see that. I saw some physical, I dare you shit. So at a 12 year old, I wasn't really interested in doing that cowboy and Indians. And it was cool, but I seen it. And then when we went to USA, in the early 80s, I seen it on a higher scale. Dudes that, I, I, me and those saw it, we were like, I don't even know what that, I, but we wanted to learn it, right? But you couldn't ask anybody. And we thought it was from Brooklyn, so we called it Brooklyn Rock, right? So immediately going back to Manhattan and us practicing that, trying to remember what we saw, like I mentioned to you before, try to remember what we saw. Yeah. So what we did in trying to remember, remember was kind of, I don't want to say the word create, we kind of just got into this wave, we thought it, thinking what, what it was supposed to look like, and it became distinct to the way we did it. So mm -hmm. that's why a lot of the older dancers came back and said, you're not doing it right. And over the years, I figured it out. It's like we were doing it right, because we were doing it the way we wanted to do it. See, now, that, that what they're saying is you're supposed to do it like I do it. Yeah. And that's what freestyle is. Freestyle and rock is not that. That's a paradigm with teaching. What, I, what I'm seeing right now is like, the instructor or whoever's running the camp is like, here, this is my style take it but, but the flaw with that there's footage all over from the 80s of me and those doing our thing so i always loved rocking we always when just begun came on or give it up to we always did it never stopped what are you people bugging photos and videos to prove so why are you acting like yo ken, ken swift is not a rocker i'm like yeah yeah look i don't even want to go even further but yeah yeah <laughs> Like people do it and they leave for 30 years and they come back and try to direct traffic. I'm like, nah, you ain't telling me a motherfucking thing. Excuse my language. You ain't telling me nothing that yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? So it's it's comedy. But a yeah. lot of yeah. times, man, I'm like, you know, I've been talking to, to, to you know, my girl and, and a lot of this, you know, I, there's a lot that needs to be spoken about and talked about on behalf of the what what a lot of the, the dances, you know, at that time were specific. I learned a lot in the 2000s from burning all of them. There, there were all these question marks. And then we started a, uh, an educational project and a, uh, an archive project. We started it at the studio. My boy got the three chip and we started documenting all of these dances. And then the project expanded to where well, we met this photographer named Rob Northway. And we started the Rob Northway project. And then the floodgates opened up. We went all city, got all pioneers from the early mid and late seventies, sat them down with interviews, did, did photos and video. There's some of that, you know, we, and we kept our archive. We shot over 160 people, girls. And we're not just talking about dance. We're talking about roller skating, boxing, everything that was get the way you get down in the streets in the 70s. We're talking about Kung Fu. We're talking about, you know, motorcycles. We, we, we shot paraphernalia. Yo, the project is bananas, you know. But within that process, all the dudes was like, oh, I got to bring Angel. I got to bring this. And then it's like, we're like this. I'm, I'm, I'm absorbing all this as it happens. And then, you know, I found the dudes from Frosty's teachers. And I was like, yeah, come on, Charlie, let's get in here. Jose, let's do this, Sundance, come on. And you know, the, everything kind of opened up in a way where we was, I was like, 
you know, we got to get this done. And we, we've been shooting that project for seven, eight years, you know, but everything unfolded. I had, when I moved to LA, a lot of that is, is still a number. We're still structuring it. But we did that homework. We just didn't throw it out on the internet like everybody mm -hmm. does because we wanted to continually make sure our research was accurate. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people hear a story from someone and they throw it out like they just got the gems and dude is lying. Mm. And we already we cross we we cross referenced people in that studio and we stopped the tape and said yo bro you lying right now don't don't lie you know relax we 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 did that we said we want to have a strong seven gems strong archive right so what what people are doing now we were doing that in 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 the 2000 2005 and up everybody now has got their little channel peace and love and that's beautiful but when it comes to the the the, the art you know rocking it and all that stuff man i learned a lot and i know what i know i'm not it's not my job to be that dude there's people that came before me that i'm always going to respect they need to be the ones to tell those stories not me i'm not going to tell a story i didn't live like i'll tell you what i told you just now because that's real in my life kid terrific is a human he's not a he's not a myth it's a person that you know i know i know very closely because he was good friends with my older brother the number one short shot boys people know what i'm talking about but at the end of the day i always tell people you know, you want to ask, you know, about a specific history. A lot of these elders are still alive. Go to them. Get, get it, get, get the real core of what it is, the real experience. A lot of people doing seventh and eighth hand information out here, like they educated. And I'm like, Things get lost. Things get lost. Yeah, not only that, there's like six people that have died since the beginning of that project. From, from, from the whole movement that are in that book project and in that video project. You're blowing my mind right now. Um, and time spares none. You know, that's why these stories are important to be told. And we got a lot of them, which is, like I said, we're not, we're not in a rush, but at the, end, uh, the other end of it, we want to make sure it's something that can stand the test of time and, and be respected to where it's not just pumped out into the, the, the world without knowing if it's accurate. <clears throat> it sounds like what, what you, this project is what has been missing. And it seems like it's a, an important piece as things move forward history right because right well, now the basically the project is is the culture and tradition of getting down in new york city in the 70s that's what the project is so when we talk about getting down you know what I'm saying because we were like yo let's um let's let's talk about you know dance at first but we were like hold up these every neighborhood had somebody that was nasty with something and you know somebody flew birds over here. he was Somebody, somebody was nice with the, with, the, um, with the hustle over here. You know what I'm saying? Someone was really, you know, this dude knew how to roller skate. And, we, and that's what we got. We got a lot of that. And that's occupying time and, and, and getting down. So it still relates to rock and breaking and, and the elements of hip hop culture, but it, it, it accents a time period in New York City when this is what people did. You know, I didn't just break on in the back of the park all day, you know? We did other things, you know what I'm saying? We, we played sports. You know, we, we had a softball league that we were in, like things kept going, you know, people jumped ramps on bikes, you know, all of that. We got, we got, we got stuff, bro. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to talk too much about it, but that's, that's the essential part of it is, is you have to really, you know, know that if you're going to go in a direction of, of research and education, you got to do it right. You know, and uh, we don't want to drop the ball on that. But yes, I've been rocking for a long time. <laughs> I've been rocking. Man, uh, you just blew my mind. Cool, and man. Honestly, like. Glad you took it there, bro. 
that information right there. Um, when do you feel like it'll be ready for people to hear the stories and hear and learn about this information? You say you're in, you're already a somewhat of a professor, right? You're writing in the Oxford uh, history of hip hop. You, you work at UCLA. Um, man, I would go to college for this I'm course. Not, I'm not working at UCLA currently, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I've done those type of jobs already and, and that's the manifestation to continue that, you know? Yeah. I mean, in my experiences, meeting people in the mainland and in the world traveling, I always hear like, oh yeah, um, specifically with rock. My understanding is, yeah, there's, you have the different boroughs that had different styles and me coming up in the rock city era and in the nineties, seeing it on the B-Boy summits, uh, the, the overflows, it was always uh, a gesture, a burn, and then a shuffle down. And that was called the Brooklyn Rock. Is, is that correct? See, well, that, that was the whole education I got. I asked people, see, because here, here's another, uh, something to pay attention to. So basically, when we saw it, we thought it was from Brooklyn, me and Dole, so we started calling it Brooklyn Rock. We were okay. from Manhattan. When we went to Queens, we thought it was called Brooklyn Rock. We didn't, we didn't have a, an educator, that, uh, an elder, you know, to say, no, nah, that's not what it is. Now, through the research, the popular word, we, we ended up doing a video called Uprock with Rocksteady. We did this video called Uprock. And that's where that, we showcased a lot of that dance, you know, like the rocking side of it. Um, and then the world took hold, to, you know, those, this one we did the, the records and stuff. So the videos went around to Europe, the Uprock video, the Hey You, the Rocksteady Cool, all that stuff. So, you know, the name started, be, that became the name type of situation with it, right? Uprock? I got, yeah, not at that time. So I got into a dispute with Byrne to what we caught beef. Me and Byrne almost went to blows because he said, there's no such thing as Brooklyn Rock. And I was like, so what are you talking about, man? It's, it's, there is. He's like, nah, it's not. And this was in, this was in Tokyo. We were, we were doing a, a rock steady thing out there. So we got into an argument and it took time, you know, for me. And, and when, we, when we finalized that and we squashed our beef, when we came back and sat down and broke bread, now I was, I was going like this. So then that's, that's when the research started going up. They called it rock or burning or jerking, depending on what neighborhood. Some people used an expression or freestyle, all right? But the, the term up rock is not the original term either. That, that's, some people say that. Huh? I came up on that. Like, like, like again, the, the panels, we would get educated and it was, yeah, up rock. My perspective and also through my research. We called it up rock too for many years. We did the video up rock. You know what I'm saying? But we weren't, you know, being checked. But that that situation was burned was beneficial because then it's like we started digging deeper. All the dancers I talked to from the early to mid '70s, they never heard of the word up rock. And I started saying why, but then it all snapped into place. When breaking was born, rock existed in freestyle. Those mm -hmm. dances were in certain areas, certain places you would see them popular in a sense, clubs especially. Um, when breaking was born, something happened and it was, it was extremely aggressive and it was, the visuals became, you're watching someone spaz out on the floor. It's just crazy. You know, more audiences wanted to see. So breaking blew up out of nowhere and then the movies came out and then it just exploded. So a lot of those original rockers dancers never really had opportunities like that to do that. You know what I'm saying? There were superheroes in the, in the communities and clubs. But I think the word uprock was born to, to differentiate from what you see. We don't break on the floor, we up 
rock. So they put the word up there to give you wordplay. So what you see, it's a different dance that they do. We don't get, we don't dance on the floor. We up rock. I think the word up rock came in, in my opinion, on behalf of the birth of breaking. And it, and it, you know, I could be wrong in a sense, but that's, I'm really leaning in that direction because none of the dances are, or none of them. They say up rock, we never called it that. They say rock or freestyle most of the time. A few of them say rock dance, late, late 70s, certain, and this is different neighbors. It's not just the Bronx, not just Brooklyn, it's not just Manhattan. There's people from different perspectives. And that's why the, the, the sharing of dance education is very particular in New York because it's regional. Certain areas had certain terminologies. Certain people said, you know, their language is a little bit different in certain areas. And as the dance progressed, of course, more names were added. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, to my, in my opinion, it's, it's, it's always been, you know, um, Brooklyn rock is acceptable in my sense. Rock, up rock is acceptable because I see the story behind it. Mm-hmm. But the original names are rock and freestyle. <clears throat> and they stay burning. That, thanks for clearing that up. They told me it was called burning when I was a kid, too. Mm-hmm. Some of the elders. Thanks for clearing that up. Um, have you ever heard Skittles? The term Skittles for footwork. I think I did in the 90s. I think I heard that in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's a, a Hawaii coin thing. And, and yeah, that's such, such a important part of it, the nomenclature of everything. And obviously, knowing the history, and I'm sure the archives you have mm-hmm. have a lot of uh, good way to catalog the actual, like, I think that's super important for everything. Everybody, and, like I said, what my... My contributions and the things that I remember is what I can put up. There's people that are doing that that work. I did the work on behalf of what I remember doing with my yeah. friends. That's the work I did. There's people that have been doing that work with a lot of your first generation b-boys and dancers. They're doing that work, and there's a lot of stuff online now. With um, you got a lot of the guys from the Bronx, Bronx River. You know, some of the first b-boys. These different uh, sections of guys that know each other that were the, considered the first. They're finally, you know, putting all this stuff up online and there's a lot of information out there. You know what I'm saying? That information I can't express. I'm not trying to go interview, go, go you know, interview the first B-Boys. Yeah. This yeah. project happened organically. What we did happened organically and it was on behalf of the lifestyle and respect for the culture. So there's other people doing that work. I, I, you know, there's people that are getting the name of the guy that said that he created this freeze, this freeze. You know, that's very hard to do in a city of 8 million people. You know what I'm saying? Th- you know, trace something back to an, uh, an individual. But once again, I mean, I wasn't there. I can't be the, you know, if I was there, I could say, nah, this dude did that. You know, but if you're not there, I can't contribute. All I can contribute is what I remember from my perspective. That's why everybody should have their right to say what they remember, you know? Yeah. Uh, because it all makes sense. There's nothing wrong. There's no mistake on behalf of someone's experience. Yep. Yeah, uh, you have a very valuable word at that. Hearing you just be humble about it like that is, I think, <laughs> gives you credit more, gives you more credibility to that. Not only were you there at the early stages, you've done your own research, and then on top of that, you're not fixated on the research that you've done and you've experienced. You are open to understanding that it is, it is a, a bigger picture, the culture, the art, the language, all that stuff. That's really awesome to hear, man. Um, 
one of the things I do want to be careful of as we move forward is, yeah, I mean, like, I want to make this understandable. I'd like to build this into the infrastructure of makes sense. learning movement and learning health and learning, ultimately learning community when they, I feel like if they can get past and learn a good baseline of things, then they can get into self-actualization and awareness and into, into the bigger culture where they are contributing into original movement. Again, this is science-based and this is just the fundamentals, the fundamentals of science and the fundamentals of breaking to, to shine light on, on this as a highly sophisticated movement method compared to like what's out there. And, and in no way I'm trying to shine light on this as being the best and the superior, mm -hmm. but it explains biomechanics and the space around us mm -hmm. in ways that is limitless, right? There's the, the element of this is there's, it promotes, it naturally promotes evolution and being unique. The thing that I think tickles me the most about this and, and out of respect of the, the work you and your, your family have been putting into this, it would mean something else if it wasn't a b-boy that did this to me personally. So I'm glad that as a practitioner of the culture and the art that you've take, taken the time to really put this together because it's, it's, it's a lot more, there's a personal side to it. Like it's like uh, sometimes in the beginning when I would see some, some dude that, you know, write a book on, hit, on hip hop and he would, didn't even grow up in the hood. You know, that, that, that example used to get me pissed off in the beginning of when people were telling stories that they didn't know about. So I'm glad that you know what you're talking about as far as the way the body works and you know about the, you know, the dance itself, you know about the elements of the dance. And uh, I think, I think being that you did this, you know, with, with your brother and, and, and all the contributors, man, that it, that to me, it's makes total sense. And is it has to happen. This, this, the, everything about this is dope because it's, it's a true story. It's a true experience. It, your mind said, I want, to, I want people to know about this. Your, your brother, everybody is like, yes, this has to be done here. I think it's dope. It's extensive. I mean, it's, it's pretty extensive, man. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely feel it, man. Whatever happens of this, like, my main thing is I want to immediately for the culture that I'm a part of, I want them to understand that, hold on, there's a science to movement, and I can train smarter for sustainability. Mm -hmm. um but i yeah. also i want to again i want to retain that first three years and also that later years that people are like oh no it's not a sustainable it is we just don't know information that to, to move in a, a smarter way that can foster a sustainable career within it mm -hmm. those are the main goals and when i see people like you still involved the importance as things grow with it of having people like you not only evolve your style and participate but to be involved in it if i can contribute i can die a happy man in that sense if i can somehow help retain the the ogs and it's it's already happening i mean without me involved but i want to be an og i want to be at your age breaking and evolving my style mm -hmm. until i'm 70 until i'm 80 until i'm 90 until i'm 100 good I'm glad, I'm glad that you're inspired and, and all this work is, is for, for a really good cause and it is a new time, you know, and it's like this, we can't, you know, we have to really broaden the uh, consciousness of uh, guys and girls out here that break in their bodies. So I agree with you. It's something that um, could give a whole nother, the, the whole new generations could have longer uh, careers 
you know, and, and enjoy the dances and whenever, do it whenever they want, no matter how old they get. So I think, yeah, I, I salute you on this, man. Just keep me posted on it and everything, you know? Ken Swift, the Renaissance man. Um, thank you so much again for your time. I look forward to times when this COVID and these weird things blow over and we can be back in Hawaii, man. And I can show you and kick it with you on the islands, man, on a more intimate level. Um, thank you again. We're going to try to just uh, be patient, you know, and be smart, you know, and I guess that's the message, you know, there's like just, there's people got to really be conscious of, of their health and, 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 and the psychological and mental and physical health overall, because this time is crazy, but we're optimistic and, you know, we're just going to stay focused and let time do what it does, man. We want to, we miss Hawaii like crazy, man. You know, we would, you know, we would last day on her birthday last year, right before everything popped off. Right oh. in March, we were right there in, um, you know, in the Big Island. And then right when we got back, it was, it just went off. So at least we got to go there last before, before yeah. the year went to shit, you know? Awesome. But anyway, man, listen, give, give my regards to, the, to your brother and everybody with the project, man. Tell everybody I said peace, you know, and good luck and just keep me posted.